back to another holy deep dive into the unknown. So people, gather round, break bread, and let this vamp exercise your demons. It's a Let Jesus Sucky kind of episode of That Strange Show. That's right. Hope you all caught our last episode. If you haven't yet, go check out our back catalog. Uh, you might find a little treat, you know, a little bit of a trailer breakdown, some Halloween kills, and the Malignant. Did you hear their new album? Yeah, it was really good. It was called <laughs> it's, It was called Backwards Man. Yeah, Backwards Man. Uh, yeah, and uh, this is your line, but let's not forget this episode is brought to you by Deadly Grounds. Get deadly. my line. Get get deadly. dot com. Grab a, uh, your line. I'm 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 ripping your line right now. Hey, uh, this week, uh, I remember like a couple years ago, because you know how I do things. Uh, a couple years ago, this movie called Leatherface came out. I I watched it. I watched it, and you're yep. like, "Tell me how it is," because I've heard people say like, you know, I had nothing to do with it. There was a little baby, little baby Yoda running around with a chainsaw, and I said, "No, no, there's no little baby Yoda running around with a chainsaw, but there is a a a, a, ja- a guy named Jackson in it." Yes. Uh, which uh, we we come to find out some things about him, but um, I I thought it was. It was pretty good comparing it to like since it's a prequel um you know like there's really nothing to like put it up against you know what i mean like is it texas chainsaw massacre massacre yeah so it's like you know fucked up family town cop that hates them all that all, all those tropes are hit you know and it's it's visceral I- um, I think people were expecting a bit more Leatherface. Yeah. Um, but this led like kind of like uh that uh that uh that 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 uh that Disney Star movie, Jeffrey Dahmer, our friend Dahmer. Yeah. It was kinda like it that. led up to it. Yeah, yeah. Um but like I said, it, it had some good good kills in it. Um yeah. and uh there was there was one kid that I thought for sure was gonna be uh Leatherface and they called him Bud. And all that stuff. So it was a, but then no, he died. So it wasn't. So poor, um, bud. poor bud. But actually, they they do say that in the movie. Poor bud. Um. So yeah, that's on Tubi. Uh, if you haven't seen it, I know that um, this dude Seth wrote that. Um. So that's cool. It's also yeah. on. It's also on Shutter. Is it on Shutter? It's one of the newly added films. I almost watched it the other night, and then I went, nah. Uh, but yeah, throw it on at some point. You know, I think you'll dig it. I'll sneak it in between my poor, my Pornhub and Ninety Day Fiance. There you go. Uh, well, I mean, if you type in Leatherface on Pornhub, I'm sure you'll get some kind of like in between thing. Funny, like... funny enough, funny enough, I did own a DVD at one point that we used to put on at parties at my house. Yeah. Called the Texas Vibrator Massacre. There you go. That's a porno. That's. And that was, and that was uh, literally Leatherface was running around with a uh, gas-powered pistoning dildo, and uh, Leatherface even got himself some. Yeah, get into it. The problem with it was that they had him play Leatherface 
like Gunnar Hansen's leather face. So he was very mean about it? He was very... Like, he'd rather be, like, doing a puzzle uh. <laughs> about it. He's, He's like, I don't want to be here right now. Like, I'm going like to take his fucking head off. Like, they're, they're... I should have left you on that street corner where you were standing. But you didn't. Leatherface. Yeah, there you go. Leatherface, everybody. Uh, all right, speaking of... Uh, he was like, that's where babies come from. I poop from there. A uh, paranormal activity? The new one. The new one. Did you uh yeah. did you watch yes, it? Yes, we watched it. Um what did you think about this movie? Uh I hate to say it, but we enjoyed it. Same. I felt like they had some uh, you know, same beaten paths. To an extent, cult type deals, sacrifices, whatever the case may be, uh, some supernatural stuff. But I felt for like for the found footage, like genre that it was in, it it was fucking good. You know what I mean? Um, other than what I found to be some way too professionally done shots, yeah, there's a couple moments too where it feels like they left the found footage for a second. Yeah, for sure. And then the shot turned into who the fuck's filming? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all on, they're all on camera now. Uh, yeah. Like who's filming the guy that's filming? Yeah. Um, some but, other uh, guy. Some other guy that I we didn't see. I I enjoyed it. I think personally, I think it still could tie to the original story. Rumor I heard was that this was not originally. This is one of those films that. Was a script already, and then they attached the paranormal, and which which we've we know of other films that get um like yeah. uh the the fucking Cloverfield joint <laughs> that but the Cloverfield joint the paradox yeah where they just said all right we'll we'll uh, render a monster at the end of it and then that'll tie into Cloverfield universe right um. But yeah, I mean, this was cool. I did like the um, the creature or the uh, I guess the human that was uh, the mom. Yeah, the mom. Um, that was that was an all right twist when she was like, you know, called her by the name, said, "You don't recognize me. I'm your daughter. I'm your daughter." Yeah. And I was like, huh. So is this like, was this like a uh, we are secluded to the point of paranoia? self-induced paranoia and we put this person in a hundred foot deep well on our honor cord or is there an actual folklore to it i still think it's gonna it's still could i still i linked it to the original story okay like almost it felt like a prequel but it wasn't a prequel because yeah. it happened in modern times but Correct. it it Still fell into that realm of demon that possesses a bloodline, and that's pretty much what the original story was: was the cult of witches, and they had the demon attached to them. The white witch that would take that would take them over, yeah, and make them kill people and shit. So, might have been the first time we've ever actually seen it like full blown like that. 
It was but, it was actually a cool creature design. I did I did uh I did like it. I did the, the closed like proximity part of it where it was in that yes. under underground cave was like pretty cool. So I didn't know if like if it wasn't cuz like we didn't really get too much time down there. So I don't know if it's like standing room only or if it's like an actual yeah. like where it has to like crouch and like I just I I haven't been into those movies since like the second one. Yeah. When I kind of realized what they were and I was like, yeah, I don't need to keep watching these. So I found this to be pretty fresh. Um, what I did like was when they were doing certain camera shots and I'm like, all right, now that's a completely overhead drone shot. Yeah. yeah. And then they cut to him in the car with the drone. Like they had yeah. explanations for everything where I was poking holes. The next scene would answer it. Yeah. Which is great. I so, mean, you know. But uh, yeah, I, I did. Uh, enjoy it when I watched it. Yeah, um, I did. Uh, I put a thing in my story. Some people were like, they enjoyed it. Mandy said she enjoyed it. You know what's not enjoyable? A man's penis rotting after uh, being bitten by a snake while sitting on a toilet in South Africa. Everybody's greatest fear come to life. Yeah, toilet on the dick. Yes, the toilet on your dick. Wow, that's that's on Pornhub, I, I imagine. I've seen it. <laughs> uh, I I believe you. Very niche, very niche. I believe you. Uh, so it says a Dutch man had to undergo reconstructive surgery on his weenus after a cobra bit his manhood during a safari trip in South Africa, causing it to rot. Because you know yeah, how it, like it, it like turns purple. Have oh, you seen a snake bite before? It like it rots. It like conge like yes. turns to ooze and like all this shit. I like I like how you're being anatomically correct for yourself over there using your thumb. Well, I mean, I gotta. <laughs> it's 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 fat at the back, like at the oh, part the, of that. And it's got a nail at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, bro? What are you talking about, man? Snake bit my dick off, so I had to take my thumbs. But uh Ask my parents all my <laughs> life what happened to me. Um, so basically the forty seven year old victim suffered scrotal necrosis after the cold blooded yeah. serpent, uh, which was lurking in the toilet bow, attacked him. Uh it says that in what medical journal is describing as the first case of snouted cobra envenomation of the genitals. The unidentified man had to wait three hours before he was flown by helicopter to the nearest trauma center, some 220 miles away. So imagine the panic where they're like, hey, man, the airlift will be here as soon as possible. And he's watching his dick melt away for three fucking like hours. Sounds like a grand court band. Scrotal necrosis. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this this song is called Snouted Cobra Venomation of the Genitals. <laughs> I know that song. That's a cannibal course. Oh, man. So his penis and scrotum were noted to be swollen, deep purple in color, and painful on uh, hospital admission. Scrotal Wait, hold on. That's not normal? No. They, uh, they call right, that... What's that called? Priapism or some shit? That's another band. Remember them? No, I don't know terms for bad things that happen to your cock. No, it's what? it's like it's like uh, I forget. It's like priap priapism or some shit. 
where they have to inject a needle at the base of your 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 manhood, your shaft, and then drain That's the blood, and drain the blood from the cavernous walls of like your your penis. Sounds like what they would do if you had a cock ring stuck on it. Yeah, or like to, or like you know when they say if you had an erection for more than four hours, consult a doctor because you're gonna stick the needle. That's in what's your... gonna happen, everybody. So you're better off just living with the permanent boner. Yeah, because you're gonna go to the doctor and he's gonna drill a hole in your winky. No, it's, it, all right. So let me debunk something here. A forever boner is not cool. Yeah. I supposedly think... supposedly it starts hurting. And then you might think it's a party. And then uh, deformations starts to kick in. So Deform, like it starts like bending like a balloon animal. It like, starts. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. You know, but you're like, I don't know. I used to have a dick and now I just have like a club foot. Yeah. It's just a, <laughs> it's looks like a potato. Uh, so they uh, they administer some snake venom and all that stuff. So. Uh, but he also started developing acute uh, uh, kidney injuries as well because the bloodstream and all that shit. So uh, while I am l- not laughing at this, it's unfortunate. It. It's unfortunate, but like you know, that's a that's a cool scar story to pick up chicks. Yeah, you want to see? You want to see my no dick? You want to see my? You want to see my? <laughs> you want to see my third thumb? Yeah. Uh, so. Thumb. Yeah. So it says uh, he has a a defect in the penile shaft. Um, plastic surgeon later performed a penile shaft debridement with extensive resection. Debridement? Yeah, debridement. Uh, with uh, aim and death metal album. Just left <laughs> right to that. Uh, dude, we should we should cherry pick some. <laughs> I mean, how hard is it to write like? Like a joke grindcore band. Like, fuck it. I'll tell you right now, I would never think of these terms on my own. Like, this is shit you gotta read in a medical journal. Yeah. So it says, uh, so penile shaft debridement. Uh, and then it says, coupled with extensive resection of dead tissue extending into the corpus spongiosum of the fold of the prepotium. So, yeah. I think butchering these terms. No, I, I'm not a doctor, so I just play one on. Well, I'm also saying you did think it was Devon Sawa. I did. Uh, so basically, they they explained what all that shit meant. It's the, a graft from the groin uh, was then placed over the penis, and he has made a full recovery. So, so they yeah. took it. So they took some grundle skin. Yeah, and then rebuilt like Rome. They rebuilt. Like he's more machine now than man. Yeah, Leaning Tower of Pisa. I wonder if he's got one of those weird ass pumps. Those are those are freaky. Uh, no, guys, I got the weird like like you got a Nike Air dick. No, I've never <laughs> I've never ran into any of those guys. So. Oh, I'm saying like that's uh, I've I've always wondered if that was real. I've seen it used in a few like comedies to like make fun of like erectile dysfunction. So now yeah. I've honestly believed for years that yeah. there's a thing they do where you stick it in your leg and you go. And it blows the dick up like you're like you're about to fucking like throw a party. Yeah, I think there's a one that like it's like right in between your scrotum and like where your shaft goes through, and then like you grab that and you they have that one too. Then they this also is a very this is a very special episode. And then they also I just want to say 
And then they also have a setup where you like slip a rod in, so it like like keeps the whole shaft like firm. I I, I can't wait to have Mandy go. So what'd you guys talk about tonight? I'll say we spent about forty minutes fucking talking about dicks. Freestyling about different erectile dysfunction. Yeah, and naming grindcore bands. Don't forget that. We're both almost. No, nah, I'm just saying we're both almost forty, and we're already just looking up different kind of dick pumps just to be. No, ready. no, 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 no. I'm, re- I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready. I, dude, this is like. You're ready. You're ready soon, for your dick pump. Now. No, as soon as I get bit on the dick by a snake, I'm gonna be like, all right. So you guys need to do a a uh, a skin graft from my ass neck up. Pull all that skin up. And then, like, you know, give me that nice little fucking. Loop let... it over it. Take a rubber band. Fucking pinch it off. Sir, that's just a bundle of skin. I know. I'm just, I'm just gonna nut straight into my, straight into my gooch. Oh <laughs> man. Oh man. All right. So uh, there was someone in the comments was asking uh, if the snake was wearing a mask. Are we still? Are we still... Oh man! So uh, and then someone else says, "Huh?" That guy got the stink dick. Yeah. Uh, it says uh, this is terrible. For years, men have been using the line. I was bitten by a snake and need someone to suck out the poison. In vain, and this guy really needed it, but no one believed him. Sad. <laughs> you like I said, I can't imagine the panic where they're like, "All right, man, I got bit on the dick." Like. Shit's fucking not looking cool. Shit's just wilting in your hand like a flower. Yeah, and then 30. You're going to be okay, buddy. You're going to be okay. Yeah, so. Yeah, don't get bit on the dick. Chopper's 10 minutes out. One of his nuts falls to the ground. Yeah. No, and that's the thing. Like, I've seen, like, people that get bit, like, king cobras or anything like that. They lose, like, the the extremities. Like, they fucking, they'll come back, like. That's why you don't go places. Where those kind of animals exist. Or, I got one. Check the toilet Check bowl. Check the toilet. <laughs> before you... I, I, you know what he was doing, bro. Because, like, it's like, <coughs> all right. So, like, you pull up, yeah, right? Yeah, he took one of those weird dumps where your nuts are in the bowl. <laughs> like, he sat down too fast. Yeah. But guy probably not, had diarrhea oh, or something. Oh, I'm out here in the thick of it. I got a, oh, I got a good one cooking. He just fucking shimmies backwards. Doesn't even look in the bowl and fucking snap. Oh, you know, next thing you know, he's running out like fucking Daniel Stern and yeah. City Slickers too. Yeah, they bit me. He bit my Save dick. Me. They're like, save my dick. Where? I'm like, Somebody sucked the poison out. And everybody's like, not me, not it. Where? Where? Right here. He's just holding the fucking, just the most angry purple fucking. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, it looks like it's about to fall off already, so. You know somebody pulled out their phone and was like, click. Yeah, but, yeah, I mean, good good, good recovery to him, I guess. Um, um, whatever's, whatever's left down there with his weird skin graft dick. Well, nah, you know, it's 2021, dude. I'm sure that if they can lift grandma's eyebrows to make her look fucking happy all the time, they could... They can sculpt a fucking grown man dick. I feel, I feel like injecting botulism in your forehead is not the same as building a whole new penis. Like, you know. You know that that shit doesn't look right. 
Hey, I got a question before you guys get going. I know I'm all hopped up on these meds and all that stuff, but how many dicks has that has that doctor rebuilt? I need to know because I. <laughs> Is it going to look like a dick? <laughs> Sir, we're gonna try to get it as close to. And they're gonna go. It's gonna be usable. You'll be able to pee out of it. To pee out of. And to do that, you got to turn this little. Yeah. You got to lift <laughs> the flap. You got to lift the flap. Oh, my God. All right. So I guess we're, we should probably move on from. <laughs> I think well, we, we could be 20 minutes talking about penises. Yeah. No, nah, I mean, well, also it was a PSA. Check the toilet bowls. Be careful with the wild animals, because if the grizzly man taught us anything is that it can be funny and sad at the same time so just just watch out for wild animals those cobras are dicks hunters dick hunters chapel wait i don't know if we touched base on the uh we finished what'd you think of uh uh the season finale on that what'd you think of uh the the culmination phenomenal yeah it was fucking dope everything everything about the series i loved it yeah i thought it was fucking dope i don't want to <laughs> give too much away because i it's fairly new um, you don't want to ruin it for everybody who happens to have epic yeah yeah sign up for it just to watch the show yeah so um but yeah it's on there i'm sure it'll it'll make its way across to netflix at some point probably We'll see. No, Epix has its own streaming service. So no. Oh, all right. New Every Time I Die, Knock Loose. Both are amazing. Fucking phenomenal records. They put out. Knock Loose was a phenomenal record, but I'm going to have to tip the scale to Every Time I Die. Yeah. I don't know how they managed to reinvent themselves, but still sound like Every Time I Die with every release. It's just like. And then even this one is way more of them like spreading their wings and they've been doing this shit for fucking ever so i don't even those guys are maniacs they're maniacs i think that the new record which is called radical yeah is uh i think it's their most aggressive thing that they've put out to date yeah, yeah. but then at the same time it also has what i think is one of their softest most beautifully written songs to date yeah things with feathers yes um so I don't know. I've listened to the album about a million times. So same. Uh, um, I was uh, taken uh, aback happily when uh, there's a long scream in a song called um, "Love and or, What Is It?" The war song. Yeah. All this in love and war. Um, where? Oh, you're talking about the uh, sup bitches moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Where I'm you like, you all of a sudden you go, is that Skogan? Yeah.
Cause we make believe face We'll end with the coin It's in our blood It's in our blood Orange tails Who we become Who we become Him and Keith Buckley are two of those singers that are just like yeah. You guys do it so effortlessly Dude, I was like, holy fuck Cause like yeah, but Keith. Keith fun, is the like. The fun part is, is the two of them sound the same. They're yeah. almost, a, they're almost yeah. alike. Yeah, but like Keith was like screaming ah, and then fucking here comes Kogan with his fucking signature fucking ah that he does, and then dude, but there's like then, there's like this swagger to that song where he's he sounds like he's fucking like in the pocket like vultures and fucking. Dun, 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 dun. I was like, holy. But uh, yeah, um, yeah, knock loose that uh, their EP, phenomenal as well. Uh, very uh, uh, thematic. So yeah, check that out. That's on uh, what's that one called? The tear in the fabric of life. Yes, the yeah. new knock loose that everybody yeah. thought was going to be called uh, a certain shade of red. Yeah. Nope. And uh, they had the dude from uh, Meshuga do their video for that, so that was yes. cool. Um, the video is phenomenal. Yeah, and it was cool because how they released it, it was like a one piece thing. Like after like the first like two or three hours, was it the first twenty four hours? First twenty four hours, it was out. You could only watch it as a video. Yeah, as the one like culminate like together. Then piece. they dropped. Then they dropped the album. Yeah, so which I thought was fucking smart because you know everybody would have streamed the songs and totally lost the whole picture i i just they answered my question i believe i said it when a certain shade of blue came out yeah was how do they how do you progress yeah beyond this and they did it Fuck so them. i i give them heavy i give them a little golf, i give them a little golf clap i think the the new guitarist brings a lot of flavor yeah so to him the guy from where is he from south america somewhere uh he's filipino Filipino, oh well, Filipino. Oh, that was that was yeah that was whoops. <laughs> I mean, he looks he looks either he looks he's he looks ethnic, yeah for sure. Well, uh, way, because Filipinos Filipinos have uh just to back you up, uh they we do have they 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 do have uh Spanish last names and all that stuff, so it's not you know unheard of. Some can look no, very some, Asian. No, and somebody some had look, told me that he was from South America. Yeah, I think that was me. Was it you? <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, I think he looks Ecuadorian or some shit. And then, <laughs> and then you know what? While we're in the music corner, yeah, I'm not going to talk for the next minute because there's another thing that's come by, that'll be out by the time this. Comes oh yeah, out. yeah, yeah. You you must be talking about uh, Railway Spine, right? Uh, there's a a new EP coming out by the the homeboys from uh, Sharp Object, uh, November 12th. So depending on when you're listening to this, it's on Spotify. Um, yeah, so, uh, these guys killed it. It's a new, new EP. I heard, I heard it already. I heard it from the inception. It's like, oh, we wrote drums today. I was like, cool, put some guitars on it. <laughs> but, uh, so I, would like, I would like to hear your review. Um, I think it slaps. Um, um, for real, for real review. Don't, don't just gush because I'm sitting here. Oh, uh, okay. All right. Um, no, it's like I said, like I, I've been following you guys. You know, from the inception of like, you know, trying to hash it out and all that stuff. And I think you guys 
are hitting the stride with this release as far as like finding like what like how how to work with each other and it's it's solid it's a solid release so and it's and it's heavy i still find it amazing that we're we were able to do this without even speaking on the phone no because i think that's what anybody that knows about the band yeah i don't think people realize that we have literally not seen each other since college yeah no and it was like, like that's the thing like and we we're supposed we're all supposed to be doing like some 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 music thing together and then they you guys started doing this thing and like i said I've, I've been watching it grow and it's you know you know i always i'm your your harshest critic so like i always <laughs> i always <laughs> give you shit so like no i'm that's a, that's another you know so i'm like you, fucking... you give me notes you give me notes on my own shit do it again do it no do it again be angrier you fuck. Yeah. <laughs> i'm like i think i texted you one night you're like oh dude i gotta write something I'm like dude take all the bullshit that we've all been going through for the last two years right and then just like yeah. channel that channel all that fucking rage and all that stuff and i mean and it's and it's uh you you have a theme for the for the ep so hopefully people catch that once you guys uh release it because it's uh you you can you can honestly only hope that either way it's, i'll be happy if people just enjoy the tunes you know and then yeah and we got stuff still cooking so yeah so um I just look for, I just like putting music out at this point. I don't really care if anybody listens to it. It's no, it's, fun it's, fun. It's, it's fun. It's fun. It's what we do. Yeah. Um, so, and speaking of, uh, also, but yeah, check that out. Uh, Spotify everywhere. Right. You, I think you even did like a little, like uh splash video where people can watch while they're listening. Uh, yeah, actually yeah. on the Spotify, we made it all look like nice and professional. I just copy what everybody else does that works for them. Yeah, yeah. And I'm I, like, oh, I can do that too. I'm like, I wish we could hire people. And then you find out, like, nah, you just gotta. That's it. Just gotta click stuff. You just beep, bop, boop, and then you go on YouTube. Yeah. You're like, how to make shit for yeah. my Spotify background? That's yeah. it. And then, yeah, and then it goes click. <laughs> it literally goes. Next to every track, it goes create canvas. Yeah, and then yeah, you yeah. click it, and you can put whatever you want. Yeah, that's you it. can put a guy shoving hot dogs up his ass on there if you want to. Like, yeah, nah, Spotify won't let that. Nah, Spotify won't do that. They were like, got oh, too many hot dogs. Many hot dogs. Spotify flagged us for an intro that they were like, this sounds too much like a song that already exists. And we're like, because it's, it's sampling. You guys don't understand sampling. You guys don't understand no. sampling. Tell you, it's a learning process when you've learned that sampling is so popular now that yeah that shit gets flagged. Nah, but and people uh, go fuck. People go fuck. You pay me. Yeah. Um. What's our What's the track that I'm on? You are lucky enough to be featured on this because uh, we had you. Honestly, it was just because you were on the first EP we did and we buried you. Did 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 I get married? Mix. You were shut up. You even said like, "Where am I? Where am I? Did you guys? Did you guys even use the shit I sent you? Yeah. Did you it's guys? Did you guys even like? Where it's is it? There. Let you me can see. Hear it. You can hear. It. It's a two and a half minute track that you can hear Angel for the last like ten seconds. No, because up. what you did, I remember now. Now I remember. I gave you like this ten minute long like 
man on a soapbox on the street corner losing his mind thing talking about put the change in my cup watch the black void <laughs> and then you were like you put like all these effects and then like i'm like dude wait till you get to the part where like my dog's in the background barking organically and it's like echoing through the like the mix oh dude it's so good and you cut it off <laughs> and then you blame it on dad <laughs> he said it was uh, too long you are, you are actually featured on the title track railroad spine there we go you got you got your own verse and then we and then we lay waste so I'm I'm happy with it. Dan's happy with it. Yeah, I'm excited to get it out. We've been working on it for a while. Yeah, no, you guys, like I said, I've been, uh, you know, and it's cool. It's cool that uh, it's working. It's working. So it's time to take a break, is what it's called. So yeah. So watch out for material in the last year. Watch out for uh, some other music if Dan gets in the right mind space. <laughs> That's all right. He doesn't listen to the show anyway. Yeah. So yeah, maybe you might you might hear some other stuff because we're supposed to be working on stuff. But yeah, check yes. out check out Sharp Object. Oh, speaking of uh, other uh, bands, locals, uh, our homies in uh, Hero in the Horror. You know our buddy Sam uh, and Phil. Uh, they just dropped a new video uh, for the track called uh, Another World. Um, they shot that in Belchertown. Um, but if you go to notfest.com, there's a little nice little write up on the on the, the the video and all that stuff. We we tried a band with Sam too. Remember that? I've actually played with Sam for years. Yeah, I think you were like, you stole Sam from me. Yeah, no, I said that. <laughs> and now he's that's in a, this band. I have. Now he's in this band, and now I'm in this band with Dan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but yeah, and, check and, out, huh? Real cutthroat, yeah, real right. cutthroat thing the music yeah, yeah. industry is. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so check out those. Uh, but I think they're working on an album. They are, they are. They're dropping singles like you guys were doing, and I think now they're finishing up two other tracks and then releasing like a small EP and then actually trying to start writing for a full length soon. So good on them. Success, success for everybody. So yes. speaking of uh, success for everybody, Paul Rudd, huh? Giving us all, giving giving us funny guys a fucking a nod, you know. Well, I mean, let's keep in mind that he's still in marble shape. So, hey, let me dream, okay? I'm an awkward, funny guy. Well, it's not like they gave Jonah Hill the fucking. <laughs> hey, can I? Can I? It's Paul they gave Rudd. It to the guy. Listen, they gave it to the guy no. who's a women. I'm going to guarantee that the board of people picking Sexiest Men Alive is made up of, like, 40-something-year-old women, and they were all, like, clueless. No, listen, because I was talking to my wife today. I said, did you hear Paul Rudd got a, a People's Magazine 2020's Sexiest Man of the, uh, Alive? 2021. 20, 2021. Sexiest Man Alive, and she goes, the Panther guy? <laughs> and I said, yeah, Ant-Man. Ant 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 Andy, Andy was like, I was like, Ant-Man. And she's like, huh. She's like, and then and I was like, what? And then she's like, well, I mean, like, when George Clooney got it, it's like, of course. Or like Brad Pitt. You're like, well, it's Brad Pitt. Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. And that fuck Ryan Reynolds V, dude. Hold on. First of all, are we just acknowledging that these men are, in fact, sexy? Yeah, I'm cool with it. If I had to pick a body that wasn't this 
that wasn't this trash bag full of chocolate pudding. Listen, you talk to yourself. I am. I am the oof oof. But you see, but you see, but you see, sir. Yeah, yeah. You see, sir. I hate that. I hate. The, I hate the stereotype. But What's you, up? sir, are you, sir, are Latino. Yeah. And I've seen. I'm not saying that you are a dump truck full of fudge. Yeah. But I have seen come rolling up with some girls where it's like, "Hey, yo, what the fuck?" And then you realize that it's it's like Italian. Like it doesn't matter what you look like. Yeah, man. It's uh, it's all and, about and, the, the and, confidence. And I share a sh- I share a, I share a show with the poster child. <laughs> For it doesn't matter what you look like. Nope. Nope. <laughs> it does if not matter. If they change Sexiest Man Alive to larger George Romero looking Puerto Ricans <laughs> with funny. Claudio Sanchez hair. Funny, though. And I'm funny. You don't forget the funny. Part. I mean, I mean, that's in the Paul, Paul Rudd is. He's paid because he's funny. You laugh yeah. at your own jokes. Oh, so. Jesus. Come on, man. All right. you. I, I want to go back to what you said. You said trade bodies. <laughs> and I want to hear your answer. If you had to... Oh, it was tra- Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Right, 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 right. I would... I think that's just... That's a no contest. I would, I would go with uh, Brad Pitt, Fight Club era body. Where he's not like yeah, too cut. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take dead Deadpool era Ryan Reynolds. Oh, uh, he's 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 tight. He's tight. <laughs> like that's a that's a dude. That's that's a dude that's. Dude, I bet clearly, you clearly I, hasn't had a carb in like eight years. Listen, Blake Lively's lucky. That's all. Well, that's all. That's all I'll say. That's all you'll say. That's right? all I'll that's, say. That's, that's from Angel. Blake Lively is lucky that she gets to suck Ryan Reynolds' dick. That's that's from Angel. You heard it here. Oh man! Wow. And I didn't say all that, but uh, you know, Angel wants to fuck Ryan Reynolds. Who doesn't? <laughs> that's what. Who does? You know, he's like secretly a billionaire right now. Well, yeah. He also yeah. owns a cell phone company. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He. That. He comes on like, hi, I'm Ryan Reynolds. I'm rich as fuck. <laughs> he has enough money to get to get Rick Moranis to come out of retirement just to make a commercial to go, hi, yeah. I'm Rick Moranis. And I use a telephone. And I think that was the commercial one. <laughs> and then he turns to Ryan Reynolds and goes, so why am I here? And Ryan Reynolds just looks at him and goes, I just wanted to meet you, yeah, to be yeah, totally yeah. honest. And he could tell, it's almost like you could see it on Rick Moranis' face. Like, maybe he didn't know that that was what was going to come out of Ryan Reynolds' mouth. Oh, wow. Like, like he's like, wait, are we filming? He's like, we are right now. Yeah. I just wanted to meet you. Yeah. <laughs> Cricket. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, yeah. Um, Paul Rudd, sexiest man alive. So Did you watch the video? No, I didn't watch the they video. They gave the ex- Exclusive announcement. Yeah, was, was the right to do the announcement was given to Stephen Colbert. Okay, to do on his show, and Stephen Colbert did a whole video set of saying that he was given the power by People Magazine to choose the sexiest man alive for 2021. So he held auditions. 
and he's got Paul Rudd on a leash, and he makes him get up on a table like a dog, and he's like, "Puff out that brisket!" And all this. Wow. And it and it ends with Stephen Colbert giving Paul Rudd a uh, a, a raspberry on his stomach. <laughs> Interesting. I think he's just looking for a new person, like new late night show host to team up with now that Conan's over. Because if anybody knew, if anybody watched Conan, they knew Paul Rudd's been fucking around with Conan for, I think he had that one gag that went on for ever. Every time, every time he was on Conan's show and they were like, oh, here's a clip to the new movie. It was from Mac and me where the the kid falling off the cliff of the wheelchair. And then they did the final episode of Conan. Paul Rudd showed up to show an exclusive clip to the new to his new Marvel movie. Yeah, and it turned out to, and then he surprised him with mm. fucking the Marvel movie, and then it cuts immediately yeah. back at me, and it's like five minutes of the movie. Yeah, and then Paul, and then uh, and then Conan smoked a joint with Seth Rogen on live TV. So it was a weird night, but good for Paul Rudd. Yeah, he says, uh, I mean, I'm going to lean into this very hard. I'm going to own this. Uh, I'm not going to try to be like, oh, I'm so modest. I'm getting business cards made. Well, all of my friends are going to destroy me, and I expect them to, and that's why they're my friends. I can't wait to see what comes to this. I mean, I, me and Mandy want to make a day trip down to down to uh, outside of Poughkeepsie. Mm-hmm. Paul, Paul Rudd owns a sweet shop uh, that he works in. A sweet? Like, like a sweet shop. Cookies and candies and oh, shit. Okay. Like an old-fashioned sweet shop that he works in. Like you can go there and he's working behind the counter because huh. he lives in town. And he shares it with his shocking to find out real-life best friend. Mm-hmm. He shares the business with them, and they both work there when they're not making film projects. And it's who his best friend is that caught me off guard because I was like, that's what it's one of those weird Hollywood friendships where it's like, how do you fucking know each other? I still don't know how they know each other, but they are best friends, and it is Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Oh, be got slinging, your pee-pee slinging. pants. Yep, <laughs> these are the best chocolate-covered Oreos you've ever had. Yeah. Sexiest man. Yeah, we should. We should. What did you say, Poughkeepsie? It's like right outside of Poughkeepsie. Oh, that's not far. That's only like two hours. Yeah, two hours to maybe have Paul Rudd. They said, my they said Paul Rudd place. was going to feed me a cookie. <laughs> yeah, that's me at the countess. You get Paul Rudd down here. Sir. You get the He's sexiest man in the building right now, and you tell him to feed me a cookie. <laughs> And out comes Jeffrey D. Morgan with the baseball bat. <laughs> if I'm not back here by six o'clock, kill everybody in this room. <laughs> <laughs> Just dragging you through the back door. Yeah. But yeah, go check that out. Time uh, People Magazine. People Magazine. Uh, this one's for you. Corn's Jonathan Davis is the villain in a new horror movie. Did you hear about this? I have, and I'm actually clicking on it right now. My thanks. This is for yeah, me. Yeah, this is. Uh, I happen to have a shit ton of respect for this man. I do too. I do as well. I do like his uh, his his commitment to the HR Geiger. Uh, uh, everybody can talk shit on Corn all they want. Everybody would. Every musician I know would gladly 
join Corn for that paycheck. Yeah, for them seven string down tune fucking I'm looking into this here. Yeah, it's a new horror movie. It's uh I really don't know cuz I don't know if anybody's ever heard the man like talk normal. Yeah, he's not really he's he's like a soft spoken like hey man. Hey, how you hey, doing? Ham, ham Jonathan. Yeah. Uh, but he's cast as a character called the pet, uh, who finds endless comedy in killing people. Is he going to be shouting and then whispering and then shouting and then yeah. whispering? Dude, I got it. They're going to be like, and action. And he's going to turn around. Yeah, they're going to be like, stop doing that. <laughs> and he's like, all day, I dream about killing people. I dream about killing people. It's like, why do you keep... <laughs> And then, like, they fuck up his eyes, and he's like, oh, I'm going blind, I can't see, I can't. That's enough corn puns. So, uh, Petrino's credits include work on the TV series Wilfred, and the film Split and con- Contracted? Contracted? Contracted. Contracted? Contracted? So, because Contracted. Contracted is like... Contracted, it's a virus movie. Like, I got it. And then contracted is like I got the job. Yeah. So it's like. No, it's contracted. I know the movie. Uh, so it says after visiting a landmark tree rumored to be the gateway to hell, moo- <laughs> a group of friends hold a pitiful house party. <laughs> what the fuck? A pitiful house party. So are we th- talking just like american cheese slices on saltines and some fucking like, root like, beer this ain't a fucking part beth you said there was gonna <laughs> be girls here dude you're like my sister i can't fuck yeah. it. and then it says without explanation holy shit moment uh they realize they mentally can't bring themselves to leave shortly after this revelation torment and slaughter begins at the hands of a supernatural killer with a warped sadistic sense of humor says jonathan did an amazing job as our villain. He really helped us create a memorable character, and it was a lot of fun working with him. He was perfect for the role. I wonder if he channeled the little Dr. Giggles. He says, the guy who made the movie says, hey, I'm going to be honest. This film isn't for everyone. But if you like things like Clerk, uh, Clerk's Hatchet, The Devil's Rejects, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, or Damon Leone's Terrifier, it's probably for you. So, I don't know now. I mean, I mean, <laughs> that was a weird bunch of shit to put together. Yeah, if you like a whole bunch of shit that has nothing to do with each other. Yeah, watch uh, what is probably a convoluted film. Uh, the poster looks kind of. But you cool, get to though. see Jonathan Davis. Yeah, as the pet. Leo DiCaprio in a Revenant. He didn't like say a word except he didn't even say like "ow, this bear's eating my ass." He just I never took saw it. it. He just took it. You never saw, never it? saw it. Oh, it's a great movie. Tom Hardy plays a bald, like side balding, pelt like, like a uh, handler. You know, back in the day, they like skin stuff and like it's a very hard time. But uh, uh, Leo, vacant look on my face right now. Yeah, you're like, and then. Yeah. <laughs> So, and then Leonardo DiCaprio to star as mass murderer and cult leader Jimmy Jones. You have my attention. 
Uh, yes, I knew I would. Uh, MGM has bought the scripts for a feature project currently titled Jim Jones, self-titled. Ah. Uh... Says from uh, Venom writer Scott Rosenberg. Ugh. <laughs> so he's uh, he's in the final talks to star as a 1970s cult leader. Uh, Jones was behind the infamous Jonestown. If you've been living in, under a rock, uh, murder-suicide on November 18th, 1978, which claimed the lives of more than 900 of his followers for the People's Temple in 1955, Jones promoted this new I'm not going to. You already know who he is. He's he's the guy that was like, mothers, mothers, calm your children. Make he's, the reason, he's the reason why Flavor rate doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um, But yeah, so what do you think about Leo melting into this character i can see it yeah i can like like, i'm not like the biggest dicaprio fan i am but he does put his all yeah into that and jim jones what dicaprio can play is that cocky kind of sinister but like he's good at playing that like it's hard to put my finger like remember his character in Django Unchained yes like that kind of like swag but he can do but he can do unhinged like Wolf of Wall Street yeah um and he can do Arnie from Gilbert Grape like he he uh the dude he commits fully to everything. I mean, I've even seen like behind the scenes shit from Wolf of Wall Street where they're like setting up to film and he's like full Nicholson. Yeah. About it. Like he's over in the corner, like fucking from Wolf of Wall Street is probably really popping quaaludes. He's like, Jonah, you gotta take two, man, so your legs don't work. You fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Pull your dick out. Yeah. Start jerking off everybody. Margot Robbie, spread your legs. Yeah. For the fucking movie. Yeah, show your vagina. But uh yeah, I mean I mean he because he <laughs> segue. Uh because I mean in Django Unchained, like they didn't cut that part out where he slams his hand on the table, cuts his fucking hand open, and instead of going like, Oh fuck, I cut my hand, he takes the person that he's like in the scene with and fucking rubs his blood all over her face to the point where like the like the look of disgust and like what is going on right now on that lady's face was like real and, these, and it made it into the movie and it's in the fucking movie you know so it's like i'm i don't know i know i know that we we take it with a grain of salt from venom because i haven't seen venom let there be carnage so i don't know who that writer is but the but we know that Sony and those kind of Marvel properties and like that kind of stuff. Um, Not really celebrated for the ride. Anybody who's seen Venom knows the writing's garbage. In yeah, it. yeah, yeah. So um, and, and it's a lot of studio puppetry and like fucking I'll take this out, do that. So like if a good writer can take this horrendous but still like how did this happen scenario and introduce DiCaprio into it with his 
uh, you know, what do they call that uh, kind of acting method? Acting that, that he's developed over the years. Um, I think it could be cool, like a cool I, story. If, if I had to take a stab in the dark, yeah, I feel like the film will focus a lot more on before Jonestown. Yeah, on his rise up. On his rise up, the descent because he before they even went to Jonestown, he was already batshit. Yeah. Jonestown was like the last like no one's letting him do what he wants so I'm gonna go here yeah where you can't tell me what I can't do what I want but I mean before they even left he was already fake healing people like he was a flim flammer yeah yeah he was there's, there's a term we don't use enough he was a flim flammer he's a snake oil salesman yeah uh, he was doing pulling you know you know raw chicken guts out of people's mouths yeah. pretending it was too yeah but he was also on an incredible amount of cocaine yeah at the same time like jim jones was a fucking madman yeah like i mean if you look at the picture here you could see dicaprio because he's known to slim slim down and beef up for roles so i can see him getting a little bit of the weight for the jowls and then dyeing his hair jet black and donning those big aviators and then being like people of fucking regular hometown that he was in because he got chased out of fucking everything he tried to do because people were like hey you fuck <laughs> like goddamn liar so it could be like you said and that's that would be a cool we've never seen that i don't think i've seen that where no, it's always been like there already it's yeah. always been jones out you know when if you watch the docu, there's a lot of documentaries on it. There's a lot of them that just go straight to Jonestown. And I've seen that documentary, but I've seen a couple where it was about him before that. Yeah. And when you hear people talking about him, like there's people that there's people that were in people's temple that never went to Jonestown. They got the fuck out while they could. Yeah, yeah. But what people didn't realize that it was run. It was a church, but it was a cult. It wasn't a cult in you know, the, the, the worshiping deity since they were worshiping the man. Yeah, correct. Because he was promising a better, he was promising, like, equal rights and a better world, you know, mixed mixed race relationships when in, in a time where that was frowned upon. He, I believe that's how he roped a lot of people in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they hate oh, your kind. They hate there. your, yeah, there's no, we accept they everybody. They hate us. Come on over. Like, big family, but. I mean, there's I've watched footage of him like at the pulpit at at the churches and there's you know a thousand people in front of him and this yeah. dude, he's on fire up there. Yeah. Like that dude, I think I watched people that said like I watched one documentary on Jim Jones that actually caught me off guard where it was one guy who was friends with him. Yeah. That said that if he didn't if he didn't go the evil route that he went yeah, he could he could have done anything. That he was like the best preacher that people had ever seen. He was enigmatic. He was charismatic. He was yeah. He had the it's whole... like the dude's alive in front of the audience. Yeah, and yeah. I and some of those speeches that you hear him doing, there it's. I'm not gonna say I'm like sympathizing for people's temple, but I'll say yeah. the dude could speak. Yeah, yeah, for He's sure. He's commanding. So sure. I would totally watch something with. Leonardo DiCaprio in a pulpit fucking having one of those crazy Jim Jones meltdowns where he starts preaching and then all of a sudden he's like, fuck you and fuck them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think you're fucking this and all that yeah. shit. So, yeah, um, Indianapolis, 1955. 
that's when the People's Temple, um, and it was fully integrated congregation promoting Christian socialism. So. I think it would be wicked cool if they went into some of the conspiracy theories, like like some that one that I went into where they were saying that he worked for the CIA. Yeah, Papa. Because my favorite, my favorite Jonestown one, like I'm convinced of it now, like that Jonestown. I'm almost like it's almost so far fetched that it makes sense. Yeah, that Jonestown, that like it's so it goes so far out in the left field that it actually circles back around and comes back. Yeah, and lands just right the hole that Jonestown was. Uh, was uh, what was that? That that chemical compound? What the cyanide? The no 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 the the uh the the mind control shit oh the MK Ultra that whole I watch I watched and listened to podcasts about it I'm almost convinced Jonestown was an MK Ultra experiment that went fucking ape shit could be could after be. learning about people in Jonestown had cookie time when I yeah. heard about cookie time I was like that's it where everybody had to line up and get their cookie yeah yeah. At a certain no, time, it's... every day, everybody got a cookie. Yeah. Like, you tell Paul and Rudd, then... <laughs> give me a goddamn cookie, goddammit. But, yeah, I mean. I would, if I owned a bake shop, I would make a cookie called the MK Ultra and just make it the best tasting cookie imaginable. This shit will make you calm your children down. Just a butter. All I'm thinking of is like a butter sugar cookie with the like biggest chunks of dark chocolate and like, let's say salted caramel pecans. That sounds delicious. That, that sounds delicious. In a in a soft bake. Okay. Okay. I like it. I like that's it. A, that's a goddamn cookie right there. You need to when 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 we go to Poughkeepsie, you better have that on deck and slip that. Be like, hey, make sure Polly Rudd gets this, okay? Or is, it's this idea for the MK Ultra. The MK cookie. MK cookie time. <laughs> but remember the, the sacrament, Ty West? Um, that was the found footage. Uh, Gene Jones was uh, uh, the father. Um, the inspiration. The inspiration. That, inspiration, which, that uh, was one of the best depictions of Jonestown I've ever seen. It was good. I, I enjoyed that movie. That movie's uh Definitely a sleeper of a movie. If you find it in the dollar store bin, buy it. But just buy it in general. That's a great movie to add to your collection. And uh, if you want to know our thoughts on it further, check out that episode. Go back in the back. Check out that episode. It's way back there, unless Angel deleted it. No, not yet. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be doing a purge here soon because. Uh, oh, you better get of, in there before the purge happens. Speaking of, uh, this is. Uh, we're almost at our 200th episode, by the way. Are we? Yeah, brother. So time celebrate good time. Come on. Do do ba do do do. I can't believe we've been doing that fucking long at this point. What? Goddamn motherfucker. Turn this shit off. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Have you ever had a dreams that that you um you had you 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 could you do you you want you you could do so you you do you could you you want you want 
came to do you so much you could do anything. Now listen, I knew that we were like not doing maximum output when uh shout out to uh the Horror Squad podcast. They just passed their two hundredth episode. Um, we started before those fuckers. Exactly. So uh you know, so shout out to them for the two hundred. And Joe Mang Joe Mangi. Uh yeah, go follow them. Speaking of spoopy, uh, a man was eaten by piranhas after jumping in the lake because he was getting attacked by bees. Now, that's a hell of a feat to do because I've learned later in my life that piranhas don't eat people uh-huh, unless they're bleeding. Like, that. like to- profusely. Like I've watched, I've watched shit on. Well, like wild, like the wild man shows where they go in the jungle and shit. The dude was standing in the middle of a school of piranha. Yeah, and they could have given a fuck. All right, now let me put a little nick in that man's leg and dip his leg in the even, water. Even then, they don't like movies. Lie to us. Like I thought, if you took like a fucking like a like a like a like a leg of lamb and stuck it in a piranha tank, you'd pull back just the bone. I, I mean, I just saw a video of a guy fishing with a leg of lamb. He was dipping it in the water, and the piranhas would be like, nim, 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 and he was ripping it like 30 at a time. Wow. I mean, it wasn't like like like, a, like to the bone, like you're saying, but they were like with like a, like a feverish bite. Was it like an actual like lamb's leg? Yeah. Like fresh cut off? Bleeding? Yeah, yeah. Well, then there's the magic ticket right there blood no blood piranhas are goldfish yeah. so the first thing you know am i bleeding yes oh i'm dead well there was remember there was a tattoo joint by us that had a piranha yeah pissed fish yeah which that they had was... a piranha that i don't know anybody that ever saw the fucking piranha because the water was so gross it was like this big bro I just don't understand how they even owned one. Like, it was like that big, and then it had the worst underbite. The worst. That's why the. That's why it was pissed. Yeah. So all right. So it says fish steaks. Fish steaks. <laughs> so it says a man reportedly died after being being eaten by piranhas, uh, by uh, trying to escape from a swarm of bees in Brazil. So does that change it up a little bit? Does that change? No, that doesn't change enough. Uh, it says here the says the thirty year old man was fishing with two friends in Landia de Minas when the bees attacked. Um, the Correo Brasileño reports via the India Times. Uh, the other two individuals managed to safely swim to shore, uh, while the victim was apparently eaten by piranhas while in the lake. Uh, Correo Brasileño reports the 30-year-old was located by local firefighters about four meters away from the shore. Uh, the man's face and other body parts were destroyed by the firefighter who performed they the rescue. <laughs> yeah. Wait, the firefighter fucked him up worse than the piranha did? <laughs> I guess. They were like, the man was fine until the firefighter tried to do uh, his weird Brazilian CPR on him and he ended up destroying his face. Yeah, it says uh, one survivor <laughs> said tried to help his friend despite being allergic to bee stings. Uh, admitted to the local hospital. I don't. I, I I'm calling bullshit on this. I feel like they killed him and threw him in the water, and the piranha took That's, a couple nibbles. What are we gonna like, say? We're gonna say, "Oh, I got it. I got it." Listen, all right. 
So here's the deal. Bees. I'm allergic, yeah, so were... I would jump in the water. He's already in the water getting eaten. So he jumped in because the bees came out of nowhere. Ah, the bees. Nicholas Cage, you ever seen that? Yeah. Ah, the bees. He jumps in. He's getting his ass eaten by piranhas. We're cool. We call the firefighters. I'm just, I'm just gonna say, where the fuck were they fishing? That a fucking, like there was, was there like a beehive floating by them? Let's. Uh, all right, you asked the question. So it says the survivors told authorities they were fishing in the lake when their boat hit logs, causing a disturbance to the beehive and leading to the attacking swarm. So these are aquatic bees. Yes. In Brazil, they have aquatic bees. They swim. Bullshit. They were swimming. Bullshit. They, yeah. Two men killed one guy and made up a bullshit story. Then they threw him and then they cut him so yeah. he was bleeding. Yeah. And they threw him in the water. Yeah. Uh, so then this is this can also become a movie of sorts where every time like a fisherman goes out to this part of the lake, they hear, and it's like a dismembered, like, Wearing a firefighter's hat, fucking uh, trying to, you know, kind of like a. I don't, I don't know what you're describing at this point. <laughs> kind of like a thanks for the ride, lady. You're like he was out there like a firefighter, and he was all like, Ugh, and then, uh oh, hot dog. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's like monkey in the bush. Yeah. Uh, speaking of bush, doctors warn men to get the uh, the vaccine. Did you did you see this? The headline reads, do it for your penis. See, that's what that said, but Nicki Minaj said yeah. that her buddy got the shot and then his dick didn't work anymore. Huh. So, uh, men should get the vest. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to go too deep into it. I don't if you're go not going to do it because it's a pandemic and you should do it, Yeah. do it for See, Now they're getting desperate to get people to get the shots. Now they're like, if you don't get the shot, something's going to happen to your dick. COVID, COVID goes for the dick Who made that story up? The Brazilian dudes? <laughs> yeah, those guys like they like where's the dick go? COVID. I... <laughs> you know how I know you didn't get your shot? You don't got no dick. You don't got no yeah. dick. This man has no dick. Speaking of vagina, uh, tattooed Pete Davidson dildo is on the way. Did you hear about this? Uh, why are you doing this? Why you do this to me, Timmy? Timmy, why? First of all, first of all, we were we were talking about this at work with uh with the one girl driver that we had. She was saying that she was seeing online on all the girl columns that it has now become. Uh, fashionable to date white skinny tattooed men. Yeah, it's become chic. It's like a, it's chic now. So that explains. It's the Megan new Fox. Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly led to Courtney Kardashian coming out as a punk. Apparently, is from what I'm following. Now she's she's always been punk. Yeah, she had a Slayer shirt on last week. And everybody, yeah, I've seen. You ever see the people? You see the people just ripping her apart online. Yeah, they're like putting up her photos from like two years ago, and they're like real fucking punk with your fucking name one song. Name one. 
they're getting she's getting chased by a fifty year old men down the street. Name it song, goddamn. Name one goddamn uh, song. There was another one of her wearing a misfit shirt, and I will guarantee you that that bitch didn't even know what shirt she was wearing. What she's al- just what pinching album? shit out of her. What what album? It's just the feed. It was a sleeveless uh, feed shirt that made me go, you took that out of Travis's closet. Yeah. But as I said to Mandy, when was the last time Travis Barker was even a punk? But and now you got Kim Kardashian. Getting straight fucking, piped. Getting but, piped by Pete Davidson. <laughs> yeah. So but I mean, pretty soon you can bring that to your home because he's gonna have a uh a dildo with his I remember when Screech did his own dildo. Yeah. Uh so it says Kim Kardashian may have some competition. A Pete Davidson inspired sex toy will be hitting the shelves soon. So his fans can take part in some fun loving with Hollywood's newest hottest heartthrob. Do you know that they're you know that they're likening him to like Warren Beatty? Why? I'm not I guess in like laying pipe in Hollywood. <laughs> Hollywood. Well, let's see here. Let's go down the Pete Davidson list. Ariana Grande. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Actually, I'm going to bring this up right now. <laughs> Pete Davidson girlfriends girlfriend list. This is a search for thing. Let's see here. Top Pete search. Davidson list. Let's see here. Uh huh. Somebody named somebody named Carly uh, Aquilino. I don't know. From Girl Code. Don't know. Then we have somebody named Cassie David. Don't know. Don't know who. That is Larry David's daughter. So I'm sure Larry David was very thrilled. <laughs> Pete what? Davidson came walking to his fucking door. I can He's already like, see him now. The fuck? I don't like. What is this? Yeah, what is uh, Then we got Ariana Grande. Yeah. Then we have from Ariana Grande to Kate Beckinsale. I'll allow it. Uh, she was actually caught coming out of his mom's house. Walk of shame, bro. Because he lives in his mom's basement. Yeah. Uh, then we go to... I'm going to skip that one because I don't know who that is. Who is this one? The heiress. Uh, oh, the daughter. He was with... Uh, oh, shit. Cindy Crawford's daughter from American Horror Story. Then he was with... I don't know who the fuck you are either. Mm-hmm. Or what you're from. And the last on the list is Kim Kardashian. He is currently with Kim Kardashian. Yeah. And this is all thanks to Ariana Grande posting a tweet about how Pete Davidson is hung like a fucking... Like a Budweiser horse. Yeah. So, I mean, are these people seeing what I see when I see Pete Davidson? What a, a cool looking funny just guy. Some awkward, some awkward fucking dude that just talks about, just cracks jokes about how his dad died in nine eleven and how he fucking uses drugs habitually. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, if you want that inside you, pick up one of these these, these dildos. It says the phallic prosthetic from the adult entertainment site Camp Soda, uh, way too lifelike uh, and well veiny to picture here, uh, is even heavily emblazoned with colorful tattoos. Uh, who is known for his uh, his tattoos? And it says the new product will sink 
to his appearances on the NBC comedy show, just like its recent toy inspired by Secession star Nicholas Braun. That creation, affectionately titled Greg the Egg, uh, is programmed to vibrate every time Braun's awkward cousin Greg pops up on screen. So every time, every time, what is that? I can't see, it's too big. Come on, that's That's not, <laughs> is there a fucking what kind of tattoos are on this fucking thing? You looked it up. Here. So for for yeah, all the got, people listening, Ryan Brian bit the bullet. And, I bit the bullet. Well, that's what that's what uh, private browsing history is for. Yeah. So that doesn't pop up in my fucking. Okay, hit. so describe so Pete Instagram doesn't start hit me. It's yeah. uh, get Instagram hit me yeah. up with. Since <laughs> you were a fan of this. Yeah. Um. So describe Pete Davidson's dildo. All right. It is aggressively long. Yeah. <laughs> it has a very tiny head, uh-huh. which is weird. Kind of shaped like a backwards baseball bat. Okay. Uh, we have. Uh, let's see here. We have uh, topless mermaids with heart nipples. Okay. Assorted flowers. Here's a rose. Here's a red rose. A blue rose. Here's some vines. Mm-hmm. Oh, the vines are on. The veins. I see how they did that. I like that. That's that's clever. You would. Uh, we got a naked lady sitting on an anchor. Yeah. Which just seems like a metaphor for something. Because you ain't going then, nowhere. Uh, oh, here is a penis tip as a flower tattooed on the penis. Okay. Another rose. And then right there at the base. Right above the ball, the tiny ball sack. That ball sack is proportionately weird. They probably, uh, they probably didn't spend too much time on the ball sack. It's an afterthought. Or he has a tiny ball sack. It's one of the two. Could be. And uh, at the base of the shaft is a uh, mom, is a heart with an arrow through it that says mom. Interesting. So are we going to have to assume that Pete, Pete Davidson got the word mom tattooed on his dick? I don't know. Guess we'll have to find out at some point. That is freakish. <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah. Oh, but so... here's a one Christmas present for our wives. There you go. You can get any image put on this vibrator. Interesting. And it comes in a box, and inside the box it says, go fuck yourself. <laughs> and just... you can put your picture on this big plastic vibrator. Interesting. Uh, can you? Or you can order their pre-made ones that uh-huh. come with Pete Davidson, Adam Driver. Wow. Adam Driver? This crybaby dude? Yeah. yeah, this is actually an Etsy shop. Wow. So... Let's give a Let's shout see, out to yeah. that Etsy shop. What's the name of that Etsy shop? Let's see here. I'm going to click on it. Uh, GF, let's give a shout out to GFY Toy. Yeah. Go fuck yourself, Toy. Go fuck yourself, Toy. For $20.99, you can give your wife the uh, or your significant other, whoever you're going to use this with. It's yeah. 2021, and everybody likes a dildo. Or likes a dildo. <laughs> everybody and, needs uh, love. Very, very ergonomic. It uh, it runs off one battery, and like uh, like and it actually measures the pulse ratings to show you what you respond the best to. Oh wow! So it, it's like AI learns 
It learns like your oh. Uh, oh my goodness! It has a t- it comes with ten speed vibrations, and it's waterproof. I hope so. Requires one double A battery. Uh, very. It comes very for. I'm advertising for them now. It comes very discreet with fast two to four day shipping. Ships within twenty four hours. Yeah, if you order now, you can get it right before Thanksgiving. Give her a, a and, different kind of stuffing. And they mail anonymously. There you go. Ooh. Yeah, and if you tag them on TikTok, you get 10% off. All right, so guys, uh, this is totally up to you. But tag them and then get 10% off. We're not endorsing this. So if you get it and it looks like and it looks like PlayStation 1 graphics, it's not our fault. Well, it also says uh, not intended for internal use. So Ooh. if you want to if you want a useless dildo, which I can't think of anything that anybody would want more than a dildo vibrator that you can't do anything with. Uh, this could be this could be like like that Zoom caller, remember, with the dildo in the background. But imagine it has like your your lover's face on it. <laughs> give the give the gift of love this Valentine's that, Day with. Her. Is that a dick with Ryan's face on it? You know what? Now I know what I'm getting. Now I know what I'm getting you for Christmas. <laughs> oh man, there you go. We're gonna. Hey, we can put our own image on this because we can start selling that strange show, that strange dildo. Yeah, it's gonna be a little markup because we gotta, you know, we gotta pay. We gotta. Pay. <laughs> we'll have the riot. We'll have the Mandy. It'll yeah. change colors with the season. There you go. Click. Uh, the angel will be larger. With a lot of hair, yeah, and a small, small sack, small sack, a tiny sack, and then the Ryan. It'll just yeah. look like a thumb. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> a thumb with, with a baby. I'll face. be the I'll be the butt plug. There you go. <laughs> That's the Ryan. Oh my god! All right, I think we we're 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 going off on a tangent here. About that was another this twenty was, minutes about yeah. This dildos. was a it's, it's dildos. Been dicks and dildos. So it was about real life dicks, and then. Fake dicks, prosthetic dicks. So, if you're looking for pro quality prosthetics and SFX makeup all year round, <laughs> prosthetics. Make sure you use the special discount code Mandy Strange for fifteen percent off your entire order. So, Mandy Strange for fifteen percent off. We tend to dislike mysteries. We feel uncomfortable not knowing. The more that we know, the less we bend. The more brittle we become. The easier to break. That wasn't an act of God. Wasn't it? It's okay to just look at the world and say why, why, why. I don't understand. Why, 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 Who are you? You know who I am.
not afraid. So what? I got the wrong robe on. This Bible ain't gonna thump itself. Um, I don't think that's one of God's dudes. It's too early for all this necking. The tale of a small, isolated community whose existing divisions are amplified by the return of a disgraced young man and the arrival of a charismatic priest. When Father Paul's appearance on Crockett Island coincides with unexplained and seemingly miraculous events, a renewed religious fervor takes a hold of the community. But do these miracles come at a price? Dun, dun, dun. So we're talking about Midnight Mass TV miniseries 2021, which premiered mm -hmm. on Netflix from uh, one Mikey Flan. One Mikey Flan. A show, a show favorite. Show favorite. Yeah. Um, so Mike Flanagan, creator. Uh, you might recognize the name from uh, such a... Uh, ensembles of uh other great shows as uh the haunting of hill house uh dr sleep <laughs> uh gerald's game um and a bunch of other shit uh Bly manor uh what else we got here uh ouija origin of evil he directed that did you like that? Mm -hmm. never thought hush what about that one actually we watched hush after we realized that that was his. Uh, and then Oculus, one of my favorites. I, I really enjoy that movie. I know it's... I still haven't seen it. Um, it, gets, it gets its hit or miss here and there, but I really enjoy Oculus. Um, yeah, so we got, like you said, Mikey, Mikey Flanagan, his wife is also on here, uh, Katie Siegel. Uh, she played Aaron in this. Um, and you know her from the same shit that I named, and... Uh, I believe she's in uh, some other stuff, too. Some other cool stuff. Um, oh, she was in Hush. She was uh, the star of Hush. Yeah, yeah, she was. That's right. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, no, that's... Oh, The Collector. That's what it was. Um, all right. And then we have the... We have uh, her her love interest, I guess you could say, on the island. Uh, Zach yes. Guilford, played by Riley. No, his name is... Zach Guilford, he played Riley. Excuse me. Sorry about that. Strike uh, that. <laughs> strike that from the record. Uh, but where do we where do we know Zach Riley from? He looks familiar to me. Uh, Zach Riley, huh? Yeah. Where do we know him from? We know him from uh, Good Girls. We know him from Good Girls. We know him from The Purge, Anarchy. Yeah. Um. Uh, uh, what else we got? Friday Night Lights, yep. I guess. I never saw it. He was in Law and Order. Yeah, a bunch of shit. Grey's, was... Grey's, Grey's Auton Autonomy. Yes. Grey's Autonomy. Tim and Eric's Bedtime Stories. There you go. He played a tornado. In <laughs> and he was in Taylor Swift's Hours. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of people here. Uh one guy that I would like to highlight is Raul Kohli. Uh, he played the sheriff, Sheriff Hassan. I, I, I really liked his character in this um, as the outsider um, 
in the show, but uh, we know him from because I was like, I know him, but he looked way different. He was on The Haunting of Bly Manor. A lot of people were. Yeah. Remember him? He was the guy that was like in love with the, the other lady and then found out that she yes. was a ghost and he lost his mom and it was real sad. Remember that? I do remember that. Yeah. I was um, it also features, uh, I want to make sure we mentioned because we didn't mention it last time when we covered a movie that he was in. Mm-hmm. Robert Longstreet. That's right, goddammit. As Joe Colley, he was uh he was uh the uh the shitty boyfriend's dad in Halloween Kills. Yeah. Yeah, he was uh Lonnie. Played Lonnie. Yes. Played Lonnie, but in this he played Joe Colley, the town drunk. We got we got one Henry Thomas. Henry of course Th- he's in it. Henry Thomas. Which uh, I blew Joel's mind. My wife, I said, can you look at him behind that mustache? Do you recognize that face? I know it's been a while since you've seen it because she hasn't watched uh, Fly Manor or anything like that. And she's like looking at him and looking at him. And she goes, no, it's not. And I said, Elliot. Peter, you've been down there all day. I hope you're all ready. Oh my god! The government is here! Run, E.T., run! He has taken a liking to playing characters. Yeah. She's like, holy shit. If anybody remembers, he took a amazingly well-done swing. Uh, No pun intended, as the axe-wielding Jack Torrance. He played young Jack Nicholson. He's another one of Mike Flanagan's. Uh, he's actually a frequent collaborator. Yeah. With Flanagan. Yeah. Um, who else we got here? Um, a lot of people. A lot of people. A lot of people. A lot of people. A lot of people in this. Uh, and, and I also want to uh, give a, a huge shout out to one Bev Keen, uh, played by Samantha Sloyan. Uh, she was the, uh, the, uh, I didn't recognize her from Hush um, but because she plays like an older lady in this um, yeah. but uh, I was like uh, and Hush was a while ago so I was like That's well, she was the, she was the best friend in Hush yeah um, but yeah her character in this god damn was, she, was, she was the Z-Lot god damn she was the, the, the lady in the mist you're all gonna die yeah. Yep. Piece, piece of shit. I actually was about to say that. Yeah. So, all right. So, we brought this up a while back before it premiered um, because we like weird shit. You know what I mean? Like shows and stuff like that. Um, and we're, we're like, okay, where can this go? Right? Because we didn't have... It just said it was going to be dark and dreary. There's no talk about what it ended up being about, uh, which kind of, if you know the lore which were, were pretty well versed. Like we figured it out like immediately first episode um, uh-huh. where this was going. And I was like, answered this question for me was, it was like, was this series awesome? Um, I, the way I watched things, I was immediately drawn in on the first episode. So I was like, okay, this is something that I'm going to have to really commit to because Stylistically, I love the way it was shot. 
um and that was like a thing that drew me in and i was like how are we gonna tie in religion with the vampire lore in this when we see the father dragging the the uh not the casket but you know where the 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 the, the dirt was was in yes um and yeah i mean what drew me into this initially and i i don't know i'm not speaking for you or or mandy yeah. was like i do like like supernatural like horror religious based stuff like that's my one of my jams and i thought that that's what this was going to be initially um yeah. but what this turned out to be was way better than i anticipated um and you know and, and it surpassed my initial thoughts on the whole the whole process because i was like okay you know uh i'm sure if you haven't seen it there's gonna be a lot of spoilers because there's no other way to explain the show other than to go into detail um but like the whole thing where you know surpassed my initial thoughts was like okay you know right off the rip i'm like okay vampires this is gonna right. have this is gonna have a vampire scenario in it, and it, it took a couple episodes before they actually like said vampires. You know what I mean? But there was still the way they were presenting presenting it to me, um, unveiled under the religious uh, tone, where it was like presented as an angel. Um, I thought was fucking awesome fucking phenomenal like where it was like a, a fallen angel type deal you know something as older than time and you know and the whole thing of like for the series no matter what was going on in each episode or like each instance of like the human interaction they always found a passage which if you grew up in any kind of religion like religious based household like there's always a passage or something that was like that helps you get through or helps you yes. like say no this is why this is happening and it makes you like give into that to the point of like where this answer is like you know there's a question asked like would you do something for god even if you knew it was bad you know, right. because you believe or it's in your faith and um yeah like because there was instances in the episodes where i'm like dude these people are like religious people of god like how are they gonna like answer this and then they did they found a passage or some sort of like you know this is what it's supposed to be and i thought that that was the most because yeah it wasn't just like you know religion this and then the vampire killing because there was so much of like the human interaction like uh riley's character you know had to come back because of a mistake he made um you know driving drunk and he killed someone and then aaron's character had was drawn back to the island you know with her mistake which was right. having a one night stand and not being responsible. And then just like life not stopping for the small town. Like, you know, Henry Thomas, the dad was like, you know, 
Like, I'm still out here trying to pay the bills. I'm still doing what I need to do, you know? But, yeah, I mean, it fucking, to me, it delivered. I don't, it was just like, even even when I said I want to give a shout out to the, to the sheriff character, because, like, there's even talks of, like, different religious, like, crossroads in this. And, you know, as when I was a young a young buck. Um, I went through a, a, a time in my life where I was um, questioning a lot of like religious stuff and reading a lot of books and, you know, going to different churches and just trying to like, I guess, find some sort of answer. And it was like, it always ended up being like finding the same point of like, which was self-preservation you know what i mean and and it was you know to an extent kind of a selfish selfish thing um some more than others and um and this it presented that because like his kid you know was i'm not saying like brain like i say brainwashed but like in the in a light term because he just was drawn to that because of how community-based it was versus like they don't he doesn't have anyone like him his age group and all that stuff to be like affiliated with on that connection he only has his dad who's who's of the old ways pray at a certain time and all that stuff versus how they run their congregation and like all that stuff and yeah as a young kid like and a lot of questions like yeah like if a jehovah's witness knocked on my door i was like yeah come in let's you know let's fucking talk about it you know and then like so like i can see this being like um i don't know about like divisive but i can see because i i think there was like an atheist um swing to this as well which if you didn't catch it it was more it, it was presented as like like religion good but also bad at the same time and then some people felt like that was like a big thing like kind of like uh what do they call that um um blasphemy like you know what i mean where you're saying like you know no one's gonna do this what they did as far as like murder people in the name of god and i'm like <laughs> you know so sure. <laughs> are you sure but yeah i mean i could talk there's so much to like to talk about on this but like that's that's that was like one of the things like i forget what i think it was like episode like five where the monologue that the uh, uh, father Paul goes on, like it's the majority of the episode, and I'm just like at the edge of my seat, and I'm like, like holy fuck, and like everyone's just like, boom, 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 and like, yeah, it was like right before they were gonna do the, you know, the 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 cookie cookie time, and uh, yeah, it was just like. Are you fucking like I was just like taken aback so much like are you fucking kidding me like like you're presenting like this like 
thing that we know as like the vampire lore and all that stuff as like like a given like full faith like and not even in the sense of like the romanticism of it as you know we know like vampires is just like and they present the vampire to them and he's robed up playing the part which i i wanted to ask you this this specific about that because this thing was it didn't talk right but the first encounter that he had with the the father in the cave he just fed off of him because remember they said that the sandstorm uncovered ancient ruins and like all this shit and uh so initially was this thing just feeding on him and was gonna kick rocks out of the thing and then when he started talking about angel of god and like all this stuff did do you think there was like a telepathic like thing connection that the because it never talks so how did it communicate with the father did it like know that the father was going to bring him to like a a buffet of sorts and it played the part like just like yes i am from the gods just to be able to feed because by the end of the ep- by the end of the show it's just feeding it's there's no rhyme or reason i personally took the creature as cuz i mean one of the aspects of vampire lore is creating its community correct they feed they spread vamp- vampirism is tr- kind of likened to a virus yeah that spreads so i think uh to go back to uh the religious part because i myself grew up in a very religious household uh i'm talking sunday school my mom taught it everything like um and i can remember my age when i started to question everything and part of that was Part of my questioning was um because again when you're using religion in horror or anything there's a lot of relating to it that you can do if you've had your own personal experience with it and everybody i know that like i still know people that are still christian and follow that faith and everything but everybody i know that isn't anymore all had that moment in their in there and it was always when they were young where you start questioning things because you start noticing things and in this show i was able to put that thought process to that because at one point in my life i started noticing that oh well you just have a fucking answer for everything yeah and you're just interpreting whatever you think that this is saying to you and applying it to the scenario that has nothing to do with it yeah. So that's kind of what I took out of that is that this thing was just doing its vampire bidding. It was spreading. It was creating a town. It was. It needed to. It needed to get out of where it was. Yeah. Because where it was, it was emaciated. It was when he when he first came across it, it looked like it was starving. Yeah. And it fed off of him. I think it used him as a way to get out. You know, I don't think it communicated with him telepathically because you can even see it almost exploiting 
Because you would assume that a vampire that's older than time itself is aware of religion. Yeah. Christianity and everything and has seen everything come to fruition and stuff because they exist on the polar opposite. Correct. So if they exist in the polar opposite, generally they're aware of the counterpart. So I think this thing might have just been doing its it could have been doing what you're saying and exploiting the religious belief, but I kind of took it as this thing's just doing its thing, and this dude is so desperate for something and so desperate for answers and things like that that his religion-trained brain is just... Because if you talk to somebody who's all about it, preachers, priests, everybody, no matter what you throw at them, they can counterpoint it with something Correct. from a Bible. Yeah. Doesn't matter what you say. I stubbed my fucking toe and broke my toe, and then my toe is infected. God works in mysterious ways. It's like blah 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 blah. blah. Yeah, I had yeah. the story. Um, so I think this guy was just grasping at straws for maybe this beyond normal thing that's happening. Yeah. And this thing's just going along for the ride because it wants out. It figures this guy's going to bring him wherever it needs to go. But then by the end of it, I mean, it clearly had a plan. It yeah. knew what it was doing because he wasn't telling it to put its blood in there. It would show up and put its own blood in. Yeah, and that's what I was so, saying. So who, in that but case... He inter- but he interpreted what he wanted it to do. Yeah, by putting it in there. So it's like the blood of Christ type deal. Like this thing knows religion and it's looking at you doing this shit. And it's going, all right, well, here's my idea. Yeah. And it's putting its own blood in there. But he was building, the, the, the father was building all of this up for himself. Um, but then there's all the giant leaps of faith and there's the panic. And these, this town is so desolate and just so out of, like, directions to go in. Yeah. That they were easy to suck in with. You know, with the va- with the vampirism and all of that, mi- almost mimicking miracles. That it was that easier to rope them in, like like it made the second that they the second that he got the uh, the paralyzed girl to walk. Yeah. I was like, this is about to take a hard fucking left. And this is this is going to be the clincher here for everybody. Yeah, because um, that was the thing. Like up until that point, like you know, we we've uh, we've gotten pretty good at saying like that's that that's that's a young person disguised as an as an old person. Like there was a couple particular people. Most of the older people had either like graying hair, and then they started changing slowly, slowly. And well, then, you could. When, well, when you're looking at it, you see younger actors made up as old people. My brain automatically goes, that's going to change at some point. Yeah. Because there's a reason why yeah. they have a young person playing an old person. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, like you said, um, they had, you know, him. because, And that was the thing because he died. Because remember, he was going through, uh, we're talking about Father Paul played by Hamish Linklater. Um, because he was like, oh, it hasn't talked to me and all this stuff. And then, like, remember, he died in front of 
uh, Bev and the other dude are like just right. spitting blood everywhere and all this stuff. And that was because, you know, he hadn't paid a visit to him. And that was the thing, like, but he saw it as up until that point, because then there's a twist with the father, too, which I was like, you motherfucker. And I got that. I got that twist. I felt I felt for him in that point, too. But the way he was presenting everything was like, why won't you talk to me? Why haven't you returned to me? But then he gets up like, oh, and then they see that as like, uh, you died. That's you the first, that's the first time. And Bev is like, I'm fuck. I'm all in. I'll kill everybody in this fucking town for you. Like, well, I'm, she's the pre. She yeah. was the she was the the fucking Edward Scissorhands neighbor. Yeah. And, and uh, uh, she was looking for. <laughs> she was already sold on yeah. religion. Yeah, but she was like, "I need you to double down." But yeah, and then we got um yeah, like you said, uh, uh, Lisa gets up, and I was like, then I started thinking. Then I remembered vampires, and I was like, "This dude," I was like, "That's not why." That's fuck before before I saw the the thing actually putting its blood in there. I was right. like, I was like, "Holy fuck!" This thing is like regenerating these people to like, you know. Well, it's supposed to be bringing them to their best selves. Yeah, and I was like, and then it made sense. I was like, "Oh fuck!" So yeah, that's why this chick had a miscarriage quote-unquote, because it uh, it took the obstruction out. Like, you, you're you not your best self when you're pre- a pregnant woman. You know what I no. mean? And your body goes through all this craziness. So, like, yeah, so it took the baby out. Like, it was just, once you start, like, and that was, like, when it started cooking like that, like you said, when you saw her get up, and you then, because up until this whole point, even though I knew there was a vampire running on the island, I was only being, we were only being presented the religious side and them going to mass. Yeah. Make sure you get to mass tonight. Be, make sure, oh, this guy, and you, they're doing this awesome character development. And like, you're like falling like into these people. Like, like the episode where Katie Siegel and Zach talk about the universe, life and death. And yeah. like, like, how we're all connected like i was just like that's the other side of it where it could be considered atheist like you know being atheist or whatever not believing in like that one source thing and just believing in the connection of everybody's energy type of deal and i thought that that episode was so fucking heavy too and then a couple like an episode later fucking he gets taken out but the most like oh shit moment like worlds colliding moment with their father and riley and he just looks up and he's like oh and then this thing fucking and then it's fucking eating riley and i'm like what the fuck yeah uh where do we go from here if riley can get it i'm like holy shit i just I absolutely love this series. Yeah. I was I was all in, same as you. Episode one, I was. I think me and Mandy. I think we killed this series in like two days. Yeah, like we just it just became it was so easy to watch. 
But um, I mean, like the stuff, like people complained about it. I saw a lot of complaints yeah. online. People thought it was too long-winded. They're like, oh, great, another monologue piece. I love and it. I, I don't it. know. I don't know because I was a fan of like Mindhunter and stuff. And I love that. that mo- and it is monologuing. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's the shit that they're saying. But it's like Flanagan's got this. He uses that style that... I I I was I always likened it to Mindhunter, but I've seen it in other words. But Mindhunter really put it in for me, where with the uh, with the drawing on the monologue and the whole everything else seems like it's moving away, but you're coming in on the person talking. Yeah. But the dialogue in this was so phenomenal. Yeah. That it's like Flanagan like knows his actors. He uses the same actors. I mean, he's got a he's got a good deal. Like he's got that directing deal where he knows his group, he knows what he wants to make, and he knows the people that can handle it. Yeah. But uh, I'm gonna have to go ahead and bring up what I think to me was my what I thought was the most to me. There's a lot of powerful moments in this series, oh, yeah. but the one that the one that got me the most. Like, I was, like, like, fucking Nicholson sitting there with the hand on the side of my head, like, holy fuck. When, um, when he revealed to her that he was a vampire, when yeah. he took her out on the boat, yep. and, uh, he's like, and he pretty much told you, you're not gonna want to listen to any of this. All right, you're man. not gonna believe anything I'm saying. So before you get to your end of that and we reveal that, what did yeah. you th- what did you think was going to happen? Because I all right, I want to know what you thought was going to happen. But in all honesty, yeah. I knew what was going to happen. Okay. But, I I yeah, because I said the same thing. Well, I mean, I was sitting there going, "He's going to thirty days a night himself." He's going to do it because this dude's not a killer. He doesn't want to kill. Like, he's wrestling with the fact that he has caused the loss of human life. And that's been his whole character arc is that he's dealing with, you know, taking somebody's life, you know, indirectly. Yeah. But, like, that was this dude's whole issue was coping. Yeah. He couldn't cope. And that's why he became an alcoholic and all of that. Yeah. And uh, which, by the way, his that uh, just to side note, another one of my favorite scenes is the AA meeting with just him and the father sitting there and just the two of them with the wide shot of the camera. How, you know, you, you know, the Flanagan move where he puts that stationary cam. He's you know, he's got one camera set here. He's got one camera set here and then he's got another camera back here to get that wide shot to show the empty room around them mm-hmm. and just the two of them sitting in this room. And it just made that like whole thing. He's such a genius when it comes to like his eye and like, and just the way he sets like the, like the feeling of a room. Yeah. Well, that's why I told Which you, I was like, like, dude, I, I story aside, I'm sold on how he shot this whole first episode, that whole scene on the beach i'm like i was on the beach right but that's how he films everything i felt like i was listening to these dudes talk their shit while i was picking up cats like 
Well, that's that's how he shoots everything. Doctor Sleep, haunting a hill house, haunting a blind man, even Hush. Like that's just how he does it. I love him for it. But um, I that moment where because it's just like thinking about it gives me chills. Where you know he fucking it shows his point of view in the boat. And all of a sudden, the girl that he killed is sitting there in front of him. Yeah. And I didn't take that as a trick of the mind. I took that as she was coming to take him. Yeah. To give him that final moment of of absolution. Yeah, like... Like, it's okay. She put the hand out to him, I believe. Yeah. Like, like... Let's go. Uh, it's a, Like, it's okay. Yeah. And to give him that moment of peace, but then all of a sudden... It, Hard cuts to him bursting into flames in front of in front of dude in front. Of I'm getting goosebumps right now because that legit. I was, I started crying. I'm not when he when he goes up in flames and it's her. Totally like just think about like I mean that's not gonna happen in real life because vampires aren't a fucking thing. But just imagine being her sitting in that boat listening. To somebody telling you that vampires are real. Yeah. And of course, I mean, think about. Well, there's more to that. There's more to there's 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 a little more to that. Like the reason why you love that scene and why I love that scene was because of like how fucking open and honest he was with her, because she was like, "So you told me all this, and you brought me out here to do what?" Because at this point, she's like am i in danger and then he's like i've always loved you he wanted it he wanted to get it in but he also i believe he was like he pretty much thought you need to get the fuck out of here no no but it's, but he said he said i didn't bring you out here so you had nowhere to go i brought you out here so i had nowhere to go and it that's was like, the moment where it hit when i was just like holy fuck and like you said that switch and then she's just fucking yelling in front of the scream and the way they cut it to black yeah and it's just her screaming yeah (laughs) while the credits are rolling i legit was like losing my fucking mind that was where i completely went i love this series (laughs) yeah but I also love the the I love the hard left it took where it turned into Jonestown. Yeah. At one point with everybody fucking just it was just like you're watching it and you want to disbelieve that it would be that easy to get these people like he's like all you got to do is I'm here with you. Step I'm over, here. I'm all here. you got to do is step over to the next plane. Yeah. Mother, 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 mother. Yeah. I was and I was really happy this, that they didn't step into that parody part no, of it because it could have it could have very instead, easily. Instead, what we got because we could have had the moment where he's standing up there and everybody's drinking the poison, but instead of that, they went for your throat and had him cradling yeah. the individuals as they were doing it, and like I'm here with you. Shh, it's okay. Everything's gonna be so much better. It's mm. gonna hurt. Yeah. It hurts, but it yeah. hurts for right, like for a yeah. moment, just a moment, and then and then everything will be okay. And everybody's sitting there watching, like in absolute horror. Yeah. And right. I'm like, and I'm 
sitting there watching this. I'm like, the second that motherfucker sits up, they're going to start chugging that shit. Yeah. And then it happened. Yeah. You had people like, I mean, people like were looking that whole moment where everybody was drinking the fucking poison. Like just the reactions. You had like family members taking that shit down in front of other family members. They're like, no fucking way am I drinking this. They look over and fucking Aunt Sue is fucking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just fucking blah, 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 down it goes. And people are like, I think somebody's kid, yeah. like daughter, yeah, drank it and fucking like just. And it's like the. You got to sit there and it's like you think it would be hard to put yourself like to understand why they're doing that. So now let me pose you a question. Now, does that fall fall into fanaticism or versus actual faith based? Because Henry Thomas, a God fearing man and his wife were like, no, this is not what God would want us to do. No, his wife drank it. I thought. No, she didn't. They turned no. it. They got attacked. Remember, they got attacked, and that's how they yep. were. But no, they were trying to get out. Which, by the way, heartbreaking death watching Henry Thomas go. Yeah. Because it was like he's gonna make it. He's gonna yeah. make it, and then you forget the rule of thumb. And if Henry Thomas is in a Mike Flanagan project, Henry Thomas is gonna die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> he dies in everything. Yeah, but that, like that's but, the thing. Like, was it a fanaticism thing? I don't think it was a fanatic. I think some of them were. I think the initial crew that he had. Yeah. She, the crazy church lady, that was fanaticism, 100%. Okay. To me. That was the fanaticism. She was already hook, line, and sinker before vampires were even a fucking thing. Yeah. She was, we don't question the father. The father is wonderful. This guy's the greatest thing that's ever happened. Correct. But and then and, and but then the fanaticism starts to play into these guys that are totally willing to clean up bodies. Yeah. For this and like, oh, you got to feed father. You're not doing too good. We gotta like, we gotta here. Here's this guy whose head just got busted open. Here, drink this. Yeah. Like, they're just cleaning up left and then. I think at one point at the initial beginning of that, they're even looking at this like bloodbath in front of them. Like, what the fuck's happening? But then yeah. they got swayed into, now they're cleaners, cleaning up bodies and blood yeah. and shit. And that's why I was saying, Those... because, like, they got introduced into the, the inner circle. So that is that is that empowering to the self? Or is that a empowerment to the greater end result? I think it was all a play on their desperation. This was a very... I cannot stress how sad this town was. Yeah. And these people, it was a town of hopelessness. Yeah. And law and like it, it, it felt like like he painted such a vivid picture of just an entire town of lost souls. Yeah. Like these people like just seemed downtrodden and just without hope and just everything sucks and it is what it is. And then he brings in real life miracles and what would you do if you witnessed as far as you know because as far as you know vampire you wouldn't even think of vampires because nah. they don't exist yeah you just know that this preacher just as far as you know made this you know paraplegic walk yeah which by her way by the way there's a reason why joe collin joe collie is the way he is and that was a tragedy too. 
that was another that was another beautiful monologue done where he finally he paralyzed the girl. Yeah. But then when she actually confronts him, oh, dude. He looked that dude, I I thought she was gonna kill him. I did too. And then she's like, I fucking hate you, Joe Kali. I fucking hate you so so but much. I forgive, you. I forgive you. And I just saw and that was the thing, and I was so fucked up because that looked like it would have been less damaging to him if she killed him. Yeah, but the thing is, is like immediately the turnaround for that character within the next couple scenes, where he's like almost skipping through town, like and then like putting the beer back, and then like joining the 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 AA group. Oh, I heard you guys were down here kicking each other's dicks in about alcohol, so let me join you guys, and then. I don't know. There was it was just so much going on, and like you said, like the just the desperation. I don't know about like desperation because there are towns that live like this. It's just that there's not a lot to hold on to, and like when all you're doing is making sure that you're not sea swept and that your bills are paid, you know, and and all you got is this, you know. Cause that's all they looked up. They looked up to going to, to going to mass, and you know, just being good good na- neighbors. Because you know, it's a, such a small island that they fit all fit in one church. You know, supposedly, because there was yeah. they, there was a bunch of other people towards the end of it when that Beth chick was like, "You don't get to pass. I've only seen you at mass one time in your whole life." You get to burn. that was fucking that was awesome yeah where, they, where she's cherry picking who gets to stay and who and even the even the priest is like this is no, not you come you yeah. come to like i think because he started to see well that was the, the whole trip since we're since we're on this part now so the whole trip right because we find out that um what was her name it was uh dr mildred was it Mildred? Yeah. Yeah, Mildred. Um, the doctor's mom started reverting back to being a youthful, exuberant lady. Um, and then we come to find out that Father, you know, Monsignor has been trying Stuck to dangling. Yeah, and he's got an un uh, out of wedlock daughter who's a do- who's the town the island doctor, and. His selfish act in all of this was bringing back the vampire, yes. So this goes back to, like, the beginning when we were asking, like, was there a telepathic link or were they two people, two things working each other, right? So, like, the vampire needs to eat and then the, the, the the, the father realizes that you've made me young again. If I take what you've done to me and present it to the people that I love in secret, I get my second chance because it gets reverted back to. So, like, that was a twist where I was like, so the whole fucking thing. That was one thing that almost took me back, but I could I took me out of it, but I could see why. Like where he's like, I I wanted my second chance, but not like this. This is not what I intended at all. You know what I mean? Because like, I feel like after a while, it just got out of hand, out of his own control. 
because he became oh, yeah. he became lesser to the to the people. Once everybody got vampire blood, and it was like an actual like even keel, or like sure you didn't like Henry Thomas chose not to eat, you know, or he's like the fucking pain. This hunger is atrocious, but I will not do what they what they did in that church. I will not do that. Now, with the father wanting the second chance, and you seeing that, like, I was like, okay, I get that. Like, have regretting your whole life, but then still being so stuck in your ways that you just go along with it. Then you find yourself in the desert, and this fucking vampire thing makes you 25 again. And then the idea gets in your head that, like, can I make the person I love 25 again and can i run away from this life i no longer want but now i can live forever like that's the thing like then it reverts back to that question in the beginning would you do something that you felt was good for you but was bad for everything around you so it was like and that's what he did so that's when he realized like he said like this is not (laughs) how i saw this you know, I just thought I'd bring back, i get my girl, and then, you know, you guys would get to walk again a little bit and feel fine. As long as I sold it to you with good conscious, like, thinking and try to preserve the good humanity of it. But when it starts being the inner circle and, like, like hierarchy to things, people get power hungry. There's There's a reason for that. Take the vampire shit out of it. Even that system of religion, you know, like religion as business, that's a real thing. Like there's hierarchy. People stop worshiping the actual word and start like applying their their, their whole being to the person presenting it. And that's what happened to him. And then eventually he got toppled over by Bev and her fucking you know taking over but it was dude this this thing legit and to go back to what you said earlier about mike flanagan's writing how this series wrapped up with five words i was just like fucking perfect i can't feel my legs well i love that i love that they added that in because it answered the question. Yeah. If it got away or not. Yeah. And it answered that was one the answer. And it answered one of my questions. Is this the original vampire? Yeah. You know, so I was like, yeah. Well, I mean, we don't know if it was the original vampire or if it was the original sire to this flock. There could have yeah. been more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was saying because, like, remember, I didn't know they were all born of his blood. Of yeah, that yeah, specific creatures' blood. So, because uh, that was that was the one question I had because I kept thinking like telepathically, like, do they hold rain? But then it was like you know, once we saw that the blood was being fed to them little by little, which I was like, dude, he's micro dosing them <laughs> eternal life, like. It was uh, crazy. I also love the way that they wrapped up the town. Everybody choosing to commit the su- commit suicide and 
Now, bear with me on this, mm-hmm. the way that I this. I found the minimalism of everybody dying accompanied with this grandiose moment where they're all singing church hymns yeah. together as a town lined up in the town square waiting for the sun to rise. Like they've all made the conscious decision. I think one guy comes up and he's, I think one kid comes up and he's like, I think I killed my mom. Yeah. And he's then, and, and they're like, no, that's just come on over here with me. Come yeah. over here with us. Yes. Yeah. I think he's like, yeah, he did. Yeah. That was, and that was, was that his father? Cause he yeah. Or kept, no, he that kept... was a random kid. Because he kept calling him kid, like, oh, it's okay, kid. That was a, ra- no, just a random kid that oh. he, you know, it was kind of like one of those, like, we're all going to do this together, and I'm not going to make you do that alone yeah, with yeah. that, because the kid's like, I think I killed my mom. And he's like, it's our, I think he's like, it's all right, I did some terrible things too tonight. Yeah. And uh, it's just that grandiose, them singing at the top of their lungs while these two are out on the boat. And it's this whole culmination, and then they just go out with, with a whimper. The way that they shot that, where you just see the fire, mm-hmm. like the little, like the lights, like the flash of the flames, real quick of all of them burning up. Like it's just the way that they did it. It made it. It made it so minuscule to this grandiose moment that I thought that was just a really. I think this whole show is brave choices. But I thought, like, that just made that whole, like, he said, that's how it ends. Not with a bang, but with a whimper. Yeah. Everybody just flashed out of existence. Yeah. And like you said, the minimalist approach to it was a perfect way because in the grand scheme of the big world. Well, nobody even knows. No one's even, like, I'm sitting there going, no one's going to know what the fuck happened. And then I was like, no. Then it reminded. Then it reminds you at the end with the two of them on the boat. Like, oh yeah, there they are. And but in my head, I was like, those two, are fucked. Yeah. They're gonna, like, they're going back to a place. Like, where are they going? No, they're going mainland for sure. They're well, they're not even close to mainland. They're in a canoe. Oh, oh, you're saying like in that moment they're yeah. gonna, they're gonna have to go back. Yeah. No, that and, was. Uh, I just yeah, I was like. Dude, it was it's he wrapped it up so beautifully. Yeah. Like I love that the son, the the Muslim son went to the dad and was like, "Can I pray with you?" Oh. And just that shot of like they're praying and to the fell, rising and sun, and the sun and the sun goes up in flames, and then the dad just goes yeah. right over, just kills over. But then that my 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 clapping moment cuz everything's got a clapping moment for everybody my clapping moment was when bev started to dig a hole in the sand yeah did you wish cuz she fucking because she fucking panicked panicked yeah, cuz she knew what was coming yeah. she knew what she did yeah because she tried a big brave big fucking brave face it she's fucking proud looking into the side and then she said oh, fuck <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And then you quickly trying to. What was she gonna do? Fuck it. But that's why you gonna put your fucking head in the sand. You fuck. Yeah, which was to me a metaphor. Yeah. For her in general, was yeah. she tried to save herself by burying her head in the sand? Yeah. Like a coward. Yep, because that was that was coward. Like three of them. 
three instances yeah. because in the church remember when they bursted through the back door when they were trying to get away from all the oh this hunger yeah. what is this and they started eating everybody and i was like oh fucking frenzy feeding fucking awesome she tried to leave she tried to leave and then she goes what are you doing back here you didn't drink the poison and she goes oh i'll be gone i'm gonna i'll be gone in about five minutes and then <laughs> we got five minutes i was like then she came back to life huh. i love this series yeah. i don't know what else to say about it i did i did as well uh, i'm really glad like you said once i got i was like oh first episode i was like oh you know i like me some fucking religious shit and I was uh -huh. like, that's why you're like, dude, I'm on episode four. And I'm like, I can't commit because I know once. And I watched it and like, because it's only seven episodes. So I had watched one. So I had, I watched two hours a night every time I could. So like, that was why. But it was like, boom, boom, boom. And then I told you I finished it. And I was like, holy. Well, that's like me and Mandy sat down, and next thing we knew, four episodes had gone by. Like, we spent four fucking hours watching this show. Yeah. And I wanted, the only reason why we didn't keep going is because we were falling asleep. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, because yeah. that's, that's one of the things, when it's something, like, I, I want to watch, I'd rather just not watch it at all if I can't commit to it. You know what right. I mean? So it's like, but, yeah, I mean, plot points, awesome. Pacing, fucking dope. Uh, if you don't like monologuing, uh, you need to read a book and learn how people speak and uh, what good storytelling is. Uh, believability, sure. The religious side of it, I can believe people losing their mind over religious shit and doing bad things in the name of their faith. Uh, the effects. I thought the effects were fantastic. What I really loved was the vampire design. Mm -hmm. I it I mean it was demonic. Like I'm sitting there, I'm watching this going, how the fuck does this dude think this is an angel? Oh no, remember in the Bible it says that you're supposed to be scared because some have four tails, some are on fire, some look like demons, but that's their job to do that and look like demons. They're not supposed to be human like. And it's true. It's true. Yeah. It's 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 in the by it's in different incarnations of the Bible, uh, where, you know, and then even like that movie, The Dark Song, when the angel presents itself, it's a fucking huge deal to the point where it could blow your fucking head off if it spoke to you because it's yeah. voice is so fucking huge sounding, you know. So for well, them, that's, well, that's why they have the Metatron. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and that's that's why that moment when this fucking thing and he goes like that and it points and these little white lights, which I thought was a great like touch to the design of even because it's like the cats they present, you know, the, the, that flare yeah. that the animals get. So I was like, this thing's yeah. a fucking animal. It's a fucking animal, yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's like dawn up in the fucking thing and it's just walking through. You know, because even when the doctor gets shot and, you know, when the, the doctor, um, when someone's trying to stop it, it gets mad and it takes yeah. that lady out the fucking front door. Well, that was the weird part to me because you're sitting there because it makes you wonder, did it know what it was doing the whole time? 
because it walks in there like the Pope's walking in. Yeah. Like, here I am. Well, he dressed up like dressed up like he was the new singer for Ghost. Yeah. yeah. And Papa. Like Papa Amaritis showed up. Yeah. And uh, like it walked in there like it was blessing the room by coming in there. So it knew what it was playing into. Yeah, and that's what I was saying. Like this thing That's why it was yeah. like when it got shot, it was like, fuck that. Yeah, it was and But it took... I also I just, the wings on it, just everything about it just looked so sick and it was so realistic looking. Yeah. Like it didn't look corny. Like no, it, it didn't. Seamless. It didn't. Um, that, uh, the angel was played by Quentin Boyce Claire. Um, he's been Which, in, um, what was, he was in Legion. Have you seen Legion? Yeah. Yes. And he was also in the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Sabrina. Uh, and, he, and he looks like, I was, he looks like, like that kind of like I like I was worried watching this because they didn't give you like full shots of him, and I was like I really hope they don't go full board show this thing a hundred percent, but then they did and I was totally okay with it. Yeah, I was like I I dig this, I I dig this false god prophet whatever you want to like, call that's it. That's what it was doing. Yeah, I was like holy. I also really loved how the main character sacrificed herself to fucking maim it. Dude, that was so <laughs> Just good. so couldn't fucking fly away. Yeah. What I didn't understand is how she was doing that and it wasn't even reacting to it. Because if you go back, I think it happened two or three times. Anytime it was feeding, it was so defeating it was so linear thought of like what it was doing it got shot it got shit thrown on it it got set on fire and the only time it belted out a scream was when the flames actually engulfed it but like when those when the kids found it in the house and it was just sucking on yeah. that fucking dude's neck they were like hey and it didn't even like look up and like and it was it wasn't like stop nothing so like nope. that's why it, it it didn't even flinch well, it's, an it's an animal feeding yeah so like you ever try to pet a cat while it's eating yeah. you don't exist yeah so there you go cat animalistic but uh yeah i mean the kills and everything on here and i mean it just adds to you know like we have sometimes we talk about legacy but mike flanagan um and his thing so um speaking of mike flanagan um i think netflix is just giving them a checkbook at this point because i mean that would be smart move because everything this is midnight mass is another notch in his belt yeah um so it says here uh fresh off midnight mass netflix will be reteaming with mike flanagan for the fall of house for the fall of the House of Usher. Uh, it's uh, just announced new series based on the works of Edgar Allan Poe. So it says uh, it's going to be limited series uh, from Intrepid. Uh, it's going to be based on multiple works from Poe. Eight episodes have been ordered so far. Flanagan and Michael Fimognari will each direct four episodes. 
Um, it says here Flanagan gave a sneak preview. Uh, they were talking with the Boo, the Boo Crew podcast. Um, it says a lot of stuff I do is slow burn. The fall of the House of Usher is a brush fire. Uh, Flanagan teases it is an explosion. It is as aggressive and rock and roll and over the top and just violent and insane and horrific as anything I've ever done by a lot. We're gonna pull all we're gonna pull all the all stars from the intrepid group of actors and some great new faces and we're just gonna fucking jam. So we're gonna see Henry Thomas. We're gonna see Katie Siegel. We're gonna see fucking all of them. They're all going to come back. The, the angel. So he said, uh, we just want buckets of blood pouring out of the ceiling on page two. Uh, and we're just going to go ballistic. And we're going to do it all to the music of one of the most intensely effective gothic horror writers. Uh, this is what we've been craving, a chance to just go ballistic on something. The entire catalog of Poe is wide open. It's all public domain. We can cherry pick whatever we want and put it into one giant crazy heavy metal rift that's just blood soaked and wild. In a sense, we get to blow off steam after five very emotional years. And it lets me play in a corner of the genre I haven't gotten to play in a long time. It's a relief, really. It's fun to have fun. We start shooting in January. The cast is absurd, and I'm ridiculously excited. So, Yeah. So we'll see. Fall of the House of Usher. I mean, Edgar Allan Poe's got some dark shit. Can get pretty uh pretty gnarly, so we'll see. Uh, here I saw a list. It says shows like Midnight Mass that uh, supernatural horror fans need to see. Did you see this list? No, I haven't. Uh, there's a show called Evil. Says Evil centers on a team that assesses supposedly supernatural events for the Catholic Church, including possessions, miracles, and other strange occurrences. Let's see. Uh, Supernatural. Wow, I didn't know that was on for 15 years. I never really? even saw that movie, that show. Hmm. What else here? The Haunting of Hill House, obviously. If you haven't seen that yet, definitely check it out. Uh, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Did that get darker or something? Yeah, you weren't familiar with what happened. She became like the queen of hell. No, I stopped after like three yeah. episodes. She became she becomes like the queen of hell. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it goes that show got when it goes full bore uh goes full bore satanic. Oh wow. Yeah, like full bore full I mean like like to the point that people were pissed. Like they had them or they had them worshipping like Baphomet. And uh, using, actually, they used a statue, a design of a statue that is used by the Satanic Temple to the point that the Satanic Temple sued them. Oh, wow. For viol for using one of their trademarked. Hey, you don't use uh, our, our Lord's name in vain. <laughs> uh, the Exorcist. Did you ever check that out with Gina Davis? I checked no. out a couple episodes. It wasn't too bad. All right. So, yeah, Midnight Mass. Um, check it out. I know we probably already ruined it for you. But uh, I don't think the conversation we just had for the last however uh, many minutes or hour, whatever you want to call it, 
um, will do it justice. I think you need to get in there and see all the nuances and see what hits you. Yeah. Right? I mean, there's really no other way to explain it because I feel like anybody can watch this from any kind of angle. You could be a totally based based person. You lead, you lead your life with that, and you can come out of this show like, fuck this show or whatever or you yeah. can see it same type of deal and be like yeah i can get i can see that you know but yeah because there's so many there's so much to it the fucking characters alone like legit if you took the vampire part out of it it's it would a, still be good it's a human story that's it it's just a fucking human story a tragic human story but all right um netflix check it out um but i think that's is that it let me check the notes here um yeah i think that's it uh that's all we oh. got for you guys right oh yeah yeah if you want if you want more madness you can find us on all your favorite streaming apps follow us subscribe leave a rating and uh, don't forget, you can follow us at That Strange Show on all our social media platforms and on the Dorkening Podcast Network. Tell your friends, and remember... Pete Davidson has a dildo coming. Let's go!